So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. Sleep is important. Please sleep. And I fucking like the background here around there. I love it. Even though it's just a post, I guess it's just very, very, just looking good here on the screen. But, let's start out with the episode. So, hello and welcome back to the next episode of the Self-Development with Tactics fucking podcast. I hope you're as pumped as I am to actually go through today's second episode. I do hope that I'm actually gonna just upload them uh, like in this kind of... Uh, yeah, arrangement, arrangement, whatever, so that, <laughs> actually, this is the second one, and not the first one, but yeah, uh, I think you can actually see in the background what we are going to go through today, uh, which is the sleep summary again, uh, yeah, we somehow, yeah, we're totally, uh, we've been gone through, actually, isn't it, isn't that much, no, it's not. Actually, there are only, like, a few chapters left. I think, like, are there 16? Yeah, it's 16. So, actually, there are, I guess, 16 left. Yeah, quite 16 chapters left. I think uh, we will go through quite the half of it this time and quite the other half of it the next time. So I do think we are quite actually pretty fucking fast with this one. Even though I do have to say, okay, there has been a lot of episodes of this summary. But yeah, it's fine. So yeah, uh, chapter 11, dream creativity and dream control. Dream control, very interesting for me. Maybe they actually show me, yeah, you can control your dreams. Would be great. Would be great. Uh, so the REM sleep function creates novel associates between ideas, increasing creativity, and show and solving problems. Well, narratively, the brain asks, "How can I connect what I've recently learned with that I already know?" Thus, discovering insightful relations or revelations. Uh, what have I done in the past that might be useful in solving this new problem? Very interesting. I do think that, you know, even though it's a little bit uh, somehow obvious, our brain is very, very smart. Very smart. I guess, like, you know, very smart. Just enormously smart. Uh, experimental theme split subjects into a sleep group and a non-sleep group show, them, show, uh, show that more REM sleep uh, observed by electrodes on head increases the, the performance further. REM sleep creates novel connections between distantly related concepts. Different concepts are associated together semantically. Pairwise relationships are synthesized to more uh, one giant relationship. Uh, which means, what does EG mean? For example, but why... Ichi. Why Ichi? Ex example given? Maybe? I don't fucking know. So, uh, for example, uh, team A 
to B and B to C separately and the brain forms ABC. Well, so uh, teach A, A uh, arrow B and B arrow C separately and the brain forms ABC. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think because we already knew that. And it really connects all the thoughts that we, or all the things that we have learned up to this point. It is, I think it's actually exponentially. Like, you know, the first few things that you've been learning, like, you know, your language and, you know, the motor skills, the, the really easy things were quite hard to learn. And you, I think you can totally see when you're just watching a baby, you know, doing something, you know, whether it's being talking or whether it's being actually doing something like physically, it's very, very fucking tough for them. And I do think, you know, we have learned these things and then we learn to do somehow <laughs> uh, algebra, even though we quite don't need it. But I do think that it just really is exponentially growing. The more you know, the more you will be able to, the, the more you know, the more you will be able to know, like, just, I think, in less time. I guess. I don't fucking know. I just thought about this. Would be even just very, very good. So, uh, new experiences can be matched to old ones. For example, solving a maze today versus navigating a maze in Thailand five years ago. Possibly to piggyback previously I learned skills to new ones. Uh, this is akin to how LSD seems to open new channels between parts of the brain that normally don't communicate, possibly leading to creativity. Ah, would make sense, would make sense. Actually, um, Steve Jobs was one of the people that um, yeah, actually said this, that the experience of actually taking LSD was one of the most precious and most relevant experiences that he had in his life, which is incredible because I do somehow think that this is actually gonna just, yeah, open a lot of channels for you and open a lot of new ways of thinking for you. I do not know. And it would be just, you know, interesting to, to, to know if it is actually like, you know, you have to take it, you know, all the time. Or if you have taken it once, that it actually just gives you the better worldview or the more just somehow bigger worldview. But yeah, so the REM sleep creates higher level comprehensions of ideas, finding the patterns among the vast noise. For example, language learning as a child, finding easier ways to solve competitive problems so or finding easier ways to solve competitive problems the content of REM sleep matters when solving that problem in an experiment subjects were given a maze to solve and given a chance to nap people who dream about issues related to mazes were 10 times better at solving the maze upon walking versus people who didn't dream about mazes Matthew Walker citizens uh, men deliver it is M-E-N-D-E-L-E-E-V in dreaming about arranging the periodic table. Sites. What does actually sites mean? Have I actually looked it up? Zitiert. Uh, ah. Sites uh, medal V, which seems to be very important just person in the chemical world or chemics world, whatever. So people in REM sleep are able to better solve creative problems. In an experiment, subjects in sleep were woken up were woken up to solve anagrams. For example, uh, O-E-O-S-G, which is goose. 
those uh, waking up from REM sleep solved 15 to 35 percent more puzzles than those in NREM sleep or while awake. Thomas Anderson would reportedly fall asleep holding uh, metal ball bearings, releasing them as he entered REM sleep and waking up to write down his dream ideas. Lucid dreamers are able to voluntarily control the actions during dreaming. This was verified by, by pre-arranging eye movements and hand signals during REM sleep. Hand signals were read by fMRI because of muscle atonia. And less than or more than 20% of people in the population are capable of lucid dreaming, suggesting it might not be a hugely might not be a hugely advantageous advantageous uh, capability. So I don't know. Um, I've been reading about lucid dreaming because I was quite interested in actually just yeah being able to just uh, really consciously being able to form my dreams and somehow control them because it would be nice because I would have been able to do quite a lot of things a really lot of things and uh, because yeah why not you know I could fly I could drive you know some cars I could do whatever I want and I think if you're thinking about you know lucid dreaming in, in such a way in like a problem solving way I do think that you could just, you know, some kind of generate the same problem in your dream as well and then somehow solve it or try to solve it and maybe come to an idea of better solving the problem than before. Maybe this was also there, just idea. I don't know. Maybe. But yeah, uh, we actually start with part four from Sleeping Pills to Society Transformed. Society transformed. Sleeping pills, uh, I guess, something that I would never ever just suggest someone to do, because I think in general uh, people shouldn't take, you know, as much pills and as much, um, I don't know, stuff they actually don't need as they are doing. Whether it be vitamins, whether it be some isotonic drinks, well, maybe. Yeah, okay, you could take them, but I don't know. There are so many things actually people don't need, but I guess, you know, the market for these things are so big or is so big, um, you know, they're making a lot of money through people actually thinking like they need it, but they don't, um, which is actually, I think, the same case with all the vitamins and minerals and, you know, whatsoever that's, uh, yeah, in products that, they, that actually don't need them whether it be some uh, almond milk or whether it be some, you know, yogurts out of soya or just a lot of things just, you know, contain some added just, you know, vitamins or minerals that people actually don't need. And the thing is that, you know, a lot of people think like, you know, they need as much vitamins as possible, even though there are actually downsides of having too much vitamins, you know. It's really like, you know, for example, I guess... Um, Actually, having too much vitamin A uh, in a longer period of time just, uh, yeah, ends in having osteoporosis, uh, which is having just very, very weak bones. The thing is, and the funny thing there is, uh, that vitamin A is actually, or milk, actually contains a lot of vitamin A, which means that, you know, a lot of people be like, you know, you have to get the calcium and the milk so that your bones are well and, you know, whatsoever. 
But that's not necessarily true because if you're taking too much, you know, milk products or dairy products actually, or if you're consuming too much dairy products, you could actually get into the get into a just you know vitamin A surplus or yeah surplus that will actually lead you to having just worse bones that than without actually drinking any milk. Quite. But yeah. Um, so the final section of the book, uh, of this book summary of why we sleep, covers hindrances and th- therapies for sleep deprivation and Matthew Walker's suggestions to re- reorganize your society around getting helpful sleep. Chapter 12. Things that go bump in the night. Sleep disorders and death caused by no sleep. If he is actually saying, like, you know, there was actually a death recorded by actually having no sleep or by sleep deprivation, I think it's not true because it wasn't tested out, I guess. You know, there were no studies, you know, especially, like, you know, there were rats dying because of, I don't, I think, like, 30 hours of no sleep, uh, 30 days without any sleep, which is just enormous. And I do guess before you actually die because of no sleep, or sleep deprivation, I guess you would just fall asleep, you know, no matter what you're doing. I really think so. I, I really think, like, you're quite unable to just fall asleep or quite just be awake just for such a long period of time. But yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, so the book Why We Sleep covers a variety of diseases related to abnormal sleep. Uh, Somnambulism, which is sleepwalking, happens in the REM sleep and not in in the NREM sleep and not in the REM dreaming sleep, like some think. In response to an unexpected spike in nervous system activity, getting stuck between sleep and wakefulness. Makes sense. Totally makes sense. Very interesting. Uh, Automatic non-consciousness routines are executed, brushing teeth, opening the refrigerator... In the extreme, the sleepwalker murders someone, a wife-in-laws, in some case, well, which is actually happening to a wife. I think he was, she was actually driving to someone's house, then he murdered this person and then drove back and, you know, just, yeah, fell asleep again. This must actually be very, very fucked up if this happens to you. Very fucked up, because I kind of feel like, you know, I don't know, maybe you have some thoughts about actually doing this, like, yeah, could be the case, but you're actually not such a person that would do it, but, and then you're still doing it, so which means that you're a murder, basically, but you are not, on the other hand, very fucked up position you could be in, uh, yeah, so in some cases, the murderer is exculpated as not being in control of his or her actions, Though his defense doesn't always work. Though this defense doesn't always work. Why not? You know, like, I think it's very, very difficult to actually just just, um, validate that they actually were sleepwalking. Because if it is really a state between actually sleeping and being awake, I guess it is very, very difficult to actually say, okay, he was either awake or sleepwalking. Because nobody can say that. But yeah, Um, more common in children than adults for unknown reasons. Maybe because kids spend more time in NREM sleep. Could be the case. Uh, Insomnia, 
define as making enough time for sleeping but being unable to sleep for more than three months. Characterized by difficult falling asleep, difficulty falling asleep, waking up in middle of night and feeling unrefreshed. One ninth of people suffer from insomnia two times, two times as common in women than men, and in blacks or Hispanics than whites for unknown reasons. Why? Actually, having problems falling asleep. I'm just trying to somehow get a relation between. You know, am I able to say white and black people, or is this racist? Or racism, or race, racist? I don't know what the verb is. I don't fucking know. I do hope that I'm not just really kind of hurting someone by saying this. But I don't know. Maybe it's just because of the origins of, you know, the people that, I don't know, white people. Well, you know, we were in, I don't fucking know. I'll just let it be there before I actually just say something that's not true. Uh, most common triggers are emotional concerns or distress. The biological cause is linked to an overactive sympathetic nervous system. This raises body temperature and levels of cortisol or epinephrine. In turn, the thalamus or hippocampus, or thalamus and hippocampus, and amygdala all remain more active than in normal sleep patients. When they do sleep, insomniacs have more fragmented REM sleep and shallower, shallower brain waves in NREM. Given the complex physiology, physiology blunt instruments like sleeping pills are unlikely to fix the root cause. Well, th this is always the problem. You know, I think a lot of medicines or a lot of pills and, you know, whatever you're taking actually do not solve the the root quite or the root cause or root problem, you know, uh, which is actually one of the problems we have in our Western medicine, that we actually somehow only cure what happened, but actually not really the the reason why it happened, which seems to be very common in uh, Asian uh, medical traditions quite that they actually rather go for the root of the problem and trying to solve it so that you know you do not have the problem anymore uh, rather than actually solving the problem you're just having right now but yeah can you hear this ah this was my back <laughs> sleep deprivation and death uh, in rodent studies, REM sleep deprivation caused, causes death over the same period as food deprivation, about 15 days. Okay, not 30 days, but 15 days. Well, food deprivation, 15 days. Like, two weeks without food. Hmm. Well, very, very interesting, I have to say. 15 days, two weeks, it's just a lot of time. Uh, yeah, NREM sleep deprivation causes death too after 45 days, which, but yeah, I guess, but is there also, I guess you can't sleep, so REM sleep deprivation, sorry, so the REM sleep deprivation causes death after 15 days or until 15 days and NREM when 45 days. But is there actually a way to get REM sleep without NREM sleep? Hmm, it seems to be like, but I 
I kind of feel like they pointed out that you know that REM sleep is actually after the NREM. So like how? But yeah, maybe this is just some experimental, non just very uh possible thing. I don't know. Um so sleep deprived rats lose body weight despite eating more. Despite eating more, related, they can no longer regulate the body temperature, causing intense metabolism. The immune system is also destroyed, causing widespread skin sores. Uh, the cause of death is uh, universally septicemia caused by the gut microbiome. A very rare inherited condition, fatal familiar insomnia is caused by prior by prion disease, PRNP, the thalamus is destroyed and the victim is totally unable to sleep, even with heavy sedatives, uh, which means uh, like pills that get you to sleep, uh, which is actually somehow very interesting because there are actually two kinds of cannabis. One is actually making you sleepy and the other one is making you awake. Um, and one of them, uh, which is actually the one that makes you feel sleepy, I guess. I don't know. I'm not very knowledgeable in the space. But I think it is actually called universally because of the... Where was the... Yeah. Um, sedatives. I think it's called... Uh, something like this. So say sedata, sedative... Sativa, sativa, something like this. So death occurs without a remedy within 10 months. After severe disability, uh, dementia, speech disorders and versions over months. Uh, autosomal dominant found in only 40 families worldwide. But there, well, yeah. Uh, microlepsy shows sudden bouts of extreme sleepiness during the day. Some people who are chronically sleep deprived think they are narcoleptic. The severity of feeling for narcolepsy is far more severe, equivalent to the feeling after three uh, consecutive all-nighters. Uh, narcolepsy occurs in just one out of 2,000 people, which is still... How many people do we have right now? Is it 8 trillion? Or 8 billion? 8 billion, sorry, 8 billion. Which is... Uh, 6 is million, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. So 8 million, 80, 800, 8 billion. Should be. Divided by 2000. It's still... 4 million people were having this problem which is a lot but yeah uh, also experience sleep paralysis waking up in REM sleep during muscletonia uh, accompanied by a feeling of dread which comes from being unable to move in response to possible threat many UFO signings are attributed to sleep paralysis also experience uh, cataplexy, sudden loss of muscle control. Uh, these are triggered by strong emotional reactions, 
positive or negative. Chokes, surprise, a nice shower, uh, playing with kids, a horn when driving. Well, my god, you know, sudden loss of muscle control. Uh, the neuroleptic is banished to a, a monotonic ex existence of emotional neutrality to avoid cataplexy. My god. In cataplexy, patients aren't asleep, they are fully active but paralyzed. Which means, do they then just feel, feel, you know, feelings or certain things if you just, you know, punch them in the face or something? Do they feel this? Well, I do think so. Because, you know, it only has something to do with your muscles and basically not with your nerves or nervous system. It somehow should actually be like you're actually feeling it. Uh... Wakefulness is signaled by the neurotransmitter orexin in the hypothalamus in sleep, and this is shut down. In narcoleptic patients, 90% of orexin secre secreting cells are destroyed, and ore orexin receptors are downregulated. This insufficient signaling causes the body to exist in a non-awake, not asleep purgatory purgatory throughout the day and night so they are not like awake and not asleep no cure and effective treatment uh, amphetamine uh, provigil used for daytime sleepiness so amphetamines which is also something like LSD isn't it or is it something else it's definitely a drug it's a drug so antidepressants Depressants suppress REM sleep, which helps with sleep paralysis and cataplexy. What the fucking hell? Antidepressants or antidepressants? Depressants? Yeah, should be okay. Actually suppress REM sleep? But, but they pointed out, actually throughout the REM sleep, you're actually trying to connect emotions... Uh, not quite emotions, but also just things that you have seen today and things that you have just experienced today. Just all the information from today. And also managing all the things that you quite don't need. Connecting with other things. I don't know if this is good to, you know, antidepressants and antidepressants actually suppress REM. But I don't know. New drugs like uh, Sufurexent. Uh, meant to block overexin at night, caused patients to fall asleep just six minutes faster. Well, it's something, but not much. Sleep studies of hunter-gatherer tribes uh, reports that natural tribes sleep just 6.5 hours have led to popular to popular press that this is a universally natural state for all humans. So reports that natural tribes, so actually natural tribes seem to only sleep 6.5 hours, which seems to be a natural state for humans. However, this is confounded by the low caloric intake of hunter-gatherer tribes. Uh, starvation naturally induces less sleep. Well, starvation, you know, I, I don't think that all the tribes and or hunter-gatherer tribes are all starving. I uh, like to encourage more hours to forge. 
They also tend to have shorter lifespans than typical humans. In, in nutrition-rich situations outside the hunting gathering, the sleep need the sleep need appears to be eight hours. Uh, sleeping too much, some people or some population studies show increased risk of death when sleeping over nine hours. Matthew Walker argues this, argues this is confounded by infection and cancers in long sleeping people, though this confounds should already have been controlled for. In Why We Sleep, Matthew Walker argues that there is no evidence that sleeping more causes any health defects. I'm just thinking about it in a very, very, or trying to think about it in a very natural and very back to the roots way. Like, you know, how the first people could have, could have uh, kind of had any disadvantages, disadvantages through sleeping more. I guess it would have been, you know, too dangerous, actually, for the people because, like, well, it, it comes up to where you're sleeping. You know, if you're very, pretty much sleeping uh, near some predators, which I think nobody would have done even back in the days, back in the very, very early days. But I don't know. I just, you know, you just lose a lot of time. This is it. You just lose a lot of fucking time. Maybe psychologically. Like, you know, like, you know, you mate, might, uh, yeah, I don't know. The, the only thing that I can think about is that they're actually losing time. And losing time back in the days could have been one of the things that's very, very bad. Totally. I believe in that. But I don't know. But the thing is, that's the end of the episode. And yeah. I hope you got something out of it. I do think this summary is very, very interesting in general. Uh, even though it's very, very long, I do think... Uh, I don't know what I'm gonna go through after I've just finished this one. And actually, we somehow managed to actually get to the to the half of it. Well, even more. We started with 11, ended with quite 15, and there's then only 15 and 16... Actually, a little bit dumb of mine. That actually just nah, never mind. Or no, uh, no, actually not. We had what? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, like we've gone through quite the half. Like with 13, 15, uh, 13, 14, 15, and 16 left. Which is okay, I guess. You know, which is totally okay. It seems to be all right. But yeah, uh, I hope you get the best health, wealth, happiness, and success. I do think I'm gonna just, you know, upload all things and then go and work out. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, still don't forget uh, to think about how you can contribute the world somehow. Maybe by smiling at the people, maybe by being kind. But yeah, so giving back to the people and uh, just, you know, think about how you are willing to be remembered. Whether it's a good person, whether there's a bad quote-unquote person, not necessarily, but I'll see you. I'll fucking see you.